This is Rodney from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explore manhood within Jesus Christ. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Sit back, enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Surfing now, everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Come on a safari with me. Early in the morning, we'll be starting now. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now we'll all be planning out a route. We're gonna take real soon. Coming on a surfing safari today with the Christian Car Guys show. So, wow, surfing safari. I don't know if you've ever been on that on a radio show, but that's what we're doing today, which I think will all become clear to you what we're doing here shortly. But hopefully you recognize Wipeout by the safaris themselves, or surfaris, I think was the way it was pronounced. And, of course, the Beach Boys was surfing safari and surfing USA which has to do with the ocean, which has to do with water, which will have a lot to do with what today's show is about. And today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Aleph. And uh, I have been doing this whole series on my podcast, The Hidden Treasures of the 119th Psalm. And you may know that it starts off with Aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And so that's why we're using that letter today. And we'll get back to that shortly. But I want to mention to you that in the last segment today, great news, the long awaited Christian Car Guy Theater episode 17 is here. I've been waiting for it (laughs) almost since we started the series, because this is the point where Valiant slash Christian goes down into the Valley of Humiliation. And when he does, he meets Apollyon and so it gets quite exciting, and it's 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 really was a lesson for me the first time I ever read the book on what all happened in the Valley of Humiliation, and maybe you've spent some time in the Valley of Humiliation yourself. I sure have. It's so very fun. Today at the end of the show, we're going to see that, but you're wondering about surfing today. So like many, we went to the beach on vacation this summer, and we sat in the sun and on the sand, and while I was sitting in the sand, I observed something that really still has me quite intrigued. So I don't know why it is, but in so many families that have brand new babies, I'm talking about infants, some that could really just crawl, others that just barely would walk. And you know what they do? They'd get them down close to the ocean, and what would the kids do? (laughs) I mean, if they could, they would run, they would strive, they'd reach for the ocean with all they had until they were really exhausted. I mean, it was amazing how... I, you know, because we sat there in an area where I guess a lot of families were there from with the in the same um, hotels and stuff that were close by. So I saw the same kids most every day, and then they never stopped, and they never stopped. But even more amazing to me, and, and you may know I teach a special needs uh, Sunday school at the church, and I've done it for about twenty years. So I have a real affinity for people with special needs, and I was seeing 
special needs folks that would come up, and very specifically, one young man that, you know, again, I guess his family was staying in one of the hotels there close to where we always would go out, and he would stand in the water about at his knees for literally hours, and he would get so excited as he looked out into the ocean. Now, he was too scared to go any further than where his knees were because the waves but he would literally flail his arms with excitement as he looked out into the water. I mean, he was just so excited. It was unbelievable. And I, as I watched the little kids and I watched him, I thought, you know, what? A, well, this is what a childlike spirit is like when they see water like that, right? I mean, and so my guess is what are they looking at? Well, to me, it's living water, right? They, in a way, they're seeing Jesus, and, and they're just so excited and overwhelmed. I mean, look how big the ocean is, and the, and the brown pelicans are dive-bombing in the water, getting fish, and it's all so exciting. So as I stand on the shore of the 119th Psalm right there in Aleph, as we talked about, and you may know that it's the longest chapter in the Bible, and you know, may know that, that uh, King David wrote it on the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and he wrote eight verses on each of those letters. But it's quite obvious to me, as I've begun to work on God has me memorizing it, um, that I think King David, as he stood there and looked at the Word of God, he got so excited that it was as big as the ocean, it was bigger than the ocean, and it is living water, that he was literally flailing his arms as he began to write these verses. And when you get to the Gimel section, the 18th verse, he says, open my eyes so I can see it. I mean, it looks like he literally was screaming at God, open my eyes so I can see it. So along those lines, I thought that would be a fun place to, you know, play, name that noise, because I have a noise. I'm going to give you a hint. I normally don't. But this noise is connected to why sometimes you can't see in your car. (laughs) So with that, Sean, let's play. It's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. All right, get ready to call in at 866-348-7884. That's 866-348-7884. And if you can name this noise, Sean, tell them what they'll win. All right, so the winner of Name That Noise is going to win a Christian Car Guy t-shirt from the Christian Car Guy Prize Vault. There you go. You will be styling and profiling with a big red Christian Car Guy. It looks sort of like a Superman thing on the front and on the back. has a Jesus Labor Love. Very wonderful t-shirts. So you might even mention the size that you may want to the, the call screener when you call in to guess this noise, but I guess in order to do that, they got to hear the noise, Sean, so go ahead and play it. Now, again, I, I gave you the hint that it might have something to do with you not being able to see out of your car because we're talking about opening the eyes of our hearts, so to speak, so that we can see. And if you can name that noise, according to you're going to get a T-shirt, you call us 866 
three for truth. And so as we begin to ponder this psalm and begin to ponder what God's doing, obviously, in our cars and in our lives, um, in, in meeting our needs, there's a movie that was done by Jefferson Moore. I just absolutely love this movie. It's called The Perfect Stranger. Now, the perfect stranger in this movie actually is Jesus. And he takes this lady to dinner. <laughs> of course, he doesn't look like Jesus so much, but as, as you see this, he looks, you know, he's talking to her, and, and she doesn't believe in Jesus at all. She doesn't necessarily even believe in God. But as they begin to have this discussion, he explains to her something that I thought I could try to quote this, but I thought it'd be better if I just played this from the movie. So take a listen. The man talking is Jesus, and this lady here is trying to find out more about God. What's your deepest desire? Not sure I want to get into that. Let's talk in generalities. What do most people's hearts long for? I don't know. Big screen TV. I suppose people's greatest desire is to be loved. I don't mean to be too personal, Nikki. But in your experience, has another person ever completely fulfilled that need for love? Matt's a good husband. That's not what I'm asking. No, I... I suppose no one's ever really fulfilled it completely. That's because another person never can. Only God can. He created people that way. Now, why would God create mankind with this deep need to be loved and then never meet it? Isn't that a great question? Why would God create mankind with this phenomenal, deep need to be loved completely and then not meet it? Well, <laughs> as I saw that young man standing in the water flailing his arms, I've seen that God was meeting that. You know, He was so excited. And as I think about King David standing on the, the brim of the 119th Psalm, and as he said, Aleph, it's the same kind of thing. Like, wow, they could meet that. So it's so exciting. we got all kinds of folks lined up to play Name That Noise. And so we're going to get to that here in a minute. But I, I'm going to jump into some things that, that King David did for us in this psalm as we begin to look into this again. I've done the whole podcast on all sorts of details. In fact, it's got a PDF of the 10 words that are constantly repeated. And if you go to the show notes in my podcast, you're going to see all sorts of neat things about this psalm that I wish I could cover in the show today. But I just want to cover a few things when we come back. And we're going to take all these calls on Name That Noise. And don't forget, we have Christian Car Guy Theater at the end of this show. So, oh my goodness, I bet you're wondering what that noise is. <laughs> well, we'll find out when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. We'll all be planning out a route. We're going to take real soon. We're waxing down our surfboard. We can't wait for June. We'll all be gone for the summer. We're on safari to stay. Tell the teacher we're surfing. We are on a surfing safari today. <laughs> on the Christian Car Guy Show. So glad you tuned in today. We're playing Name That Noise. we got a bunch of those we're going to do here in just a second. But I want to mention again for those that heard that movie clip and said, gee, I'd like to hear that movie. Well, again, the name of that movie is called Perfect Stranger. 
It's by Jefferson Moore. And if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, I put a link there to where you can find it on YouTube. It's over 1.2 million views. So it's a great movie. I couldn't recommend it enough. But also, you can tell that Jefferson Moore must have stood on the edge of the ocean at one point in time and flailed his arms with excitement at what God has done. And so in order to see that, we got to get the eyes of our hearts opened. And that has everything to do with letter Aleph. We'll get to that in a second, too. But first, we got Scott. He wants to play Name That Noise. He's in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, Scott, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. So we're going to play that noise again for you so that you can get all tuned up. <laughs> Here we go. All right, Scott. You think you can name that noise? Uh, I think it might be the uh, defroster, cart the fan motor and the defroster. Man, I have. You are the first time ever, Scott, in the history of name that noise to be the f- the very first caller to win. I mean, to actually oh, name the noise. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> I guess my hint was too good, but anyway, no, you did great. We'll give you oh, all the credit. We'll give God the credit, but nonetheless, oh, it's it's that's what the noise is in a in a blower motor of the defroster or air conditioner or heater, whatever you got. Um, that that makes the fan go round and round. When it starts to go bad, that's exactly the noise, and it is annoying, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah it <laughs> and it's raining here. It's raining here right now. I almost changed my mind to windshield wipers. <laughs> I'm glad I. I'm glad I did. <laughs> well, you have won. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you calling in. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, when I put Scott on hold in case they need to get his size, I'm going to check out Troy is in Walkertown, North Carolina. Troy, Trey, are you still with me? Hi, Robbie. How you doing? I am wonderful. I am wonderful, Trey. So, well, you know, I hate to be a, 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 a caller in after the winner has chosen, but my <laughs> guess was not going to be that, Robbie. My my guess was going to be the windshield washer bottle empty noise when they spray it and it runs dry, and it makes that kind of weird whiny type sound. You know that's that's absolutely brilliant, Trey. Because and and you know for all I know when they when they recorded that bearing noise, they could have been hitting the washer button at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so we're going to give you a T-shirt for sure uh, for calling in. And and I'm also curious, Trey, if you have if you been on vacation this year, I have not. I, well, I'm gonna be honest with you, Robbie. I uh, God is really good. He's really blessed me, and I took a role in a church uh, just not long ago. And I'm gonna tell you something. That's really been a vacation to me. I've really enjoyed uh, fellowshipping with God's people and. Uh, we're having a big uh, a little meal for the folks after church service Sunday. I'm going to be cooking up some stuff. Matter of fact, headed up there here in a few minutes. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, it's just, that's a vacation to me. I'll tell you what, I've had a good time. going to come out that door. So, oh, you got one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Trey, that's, that's okay. the point. I mean, where you can stand on the shore and just be so excited about what God's doing that you just want to shake your arms. I mean, I think... You know, that's when you begin to get that big, huge place in your heart filled that was meant for God to fill, right? 
Hey, man, yeah, Robbie, I'm telling you, I mean, it's good. But, no, I, I, you know, I've done a few things and whatnot, but I haven't really, you know, gone and done a whole lot. But uh, Well, if you've you been, know, if you've been year, working in the house of the Lord, you've done a whole lot, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's. Uh, you can't make them all happy, but you make some of them happy, praise God. You know. I, <laughs> the thing that always rolls around in my mind, I can't get out of it, is Jesus said, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. nothing. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So, Amen. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I was talking to Pastor about this week, you know, we really want the church, and we really believe it's going to really flourish. Uh, you know, in the Acts, you know, God says he added to the house of the Lord daily. You know, we do what we got to do, and God gives the increase, praise God, you know. Absolutely. And uh, I really believe God's going to give the increase and do mighty things, you know. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to put you back on hold, and they'll get your size. Trey, thank you so much for for what you're doing, and God bless you. Hey, man, you too, Robbie. I enjoy you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we got Angela is in Burlington, if she's still with us, I hope. Angela. Yes, sir, I'm still. (laughs) <laughs> so, i'm here <laughs> oh good my audience knows don't hang robbie's gonna take a call because <laughs> i want to know the creative answers that everybody has so <laughs> so angela what what were you thinking well when you said it was one reason you couldn't see in your car my thought went to windshield wipers oh yeah and i thought well, what could possibly cause them to make such a struggling noise? <laughs> and I thought of someone trying to remove a rather thick layer of snow from their windshield with the windshield wipers. But it wasn't I it knew was too heavy, so the <laughs> windshield wipers were struggling. I knew so, that was creative crit- answer, there you go. And, and for all I know, Angela, for all I know, when they recorded this, there was this real heavy snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robbie. <laughs> but anyway, how about you? Have you stood on the shore this year and kind of just been amazed at what God is doing? Oh, well, well, I consider a vacation as at least a week or longer at the beach. But uh, I hadn't been in so long. I was offered a trip for three days. It was with my cousin. Yeah. And her husband, he he was on the fear fishing, fishing all day, and I was on the beach. So, yes, I have, but not for quite as long as I would have enjoyed. You're yeah, like my wife, but, Angela. Uh, She's got it. If she could be out there for three weeks, you know, she just loves oh. to sit in that sand. That's just wonderful. Oh, you know what I really want to do? I want to go to Ocean Isle Beach and stay for three months and go on <laughs> sea turtle patrol. All that's right. what That's that's what would be fantastic for me. There you go. Well, we'll be right back with a lot more Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. We'll all be planning out a room. We're going to take real soon. We're waxing down our circle. We can't wait for June. We are on a surfing safari today on the Christian Car Guy Show, <laughs> and I enjoyed these calls so much, and, and wow, I've never had such a, a, a quick answer to my name that noise, but that was wonderful. 
And the idea is that now maybe our eyes are a little bit more open now that our blower motor's working and we can get the defroster going so we're not getting fogged up here. But I, first of all, I need to tell you that later on today on the Truth Network, Amy Cabo is coming on with her show on suicide loss with Rita Schulte, and that'll be live on the Truth Network. It, it starts at 1 o'clock, and you'll be able to call into her show. Always great. Amy Cabo and her husband, Boris, who I dearly love. <laughs> They're just wonderful, wonderful talk show that comes on 1 o'clock. But, you know, I wanted to ride a wave with you for a minute, okay? So if, if you go to the beach, one of the things that you will see obviously, or these waves come in, and occasionally there's kids that are body surfing, there's some that are that have got boogie boards, and then there's some that actually have big surfboards, and so it's interesting, when King David was standing on the shore of the 119th Psalm, and he was going to take these letters of expression, okay, so the building blocks, in other words, God spoke the world into existence, and he is the Word, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and so language itself is God. I mean, it, it just is. And the building blocks of that are actually the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So when we look at this Aleph, they're, they're, they are going to give us a whole lot of information about the ocean, I'm just telling you. So David is standing on the shore, and he's looking at the waves, and he wants to share something with you. Now, you may know that each letter of the Hebrew alphabet gets eight verses, in the 119th Psalm. So the million dollar question obviously is why would why would we only get eight or why would we get eight? Why would there not be seven sometimes and six and five? Why did he use eight verses every single time? Well, you may know that when a Hebrew child is born, they have to be circumcised on the eighth day. And you may know that when they sanctified the temple, excuse me, the tabernacle that, that Aaron and his sons that, you know, that happened on the eighth day. So, so what's up with this number eight? Well, there's this really cool concept <laughs> that I think God did through cycles. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but Jesus came in on the triumphal entry on a Sunday. And so he actually was raised from the dead on the eighth day, if you count that way. Okay. So eight days after he came in on the triumphal entry, Jesus comes up from the dead. <laughs> it was just something to think about. And now think with me for a minute, is that you have seven days a week to get what you're going to get done done. So you got seven days a week to take care of your car, seven days a week to worry about your oil changes and the things that Jerry did such a marvelous job and Bob did while I was on vacation. But then there's an interesting thing, like, here comes this wave. You're out in the ocean, and you got a surfboard, okay? <laughs> and you got seven days to get yourself in position, because on that eighth day, he, he gives you a ride. In other words, we do all that we can do, but then God pushes us over the finish line on the eighth day in so many different ways when you think about this. And so... When you really dig into this, I just want to give you this one nugget. I'd say absolutely phenomenal to me. I couldn't get it off my mind the whole vacation. It is that the different words that are repeated, one of those words is called statutes. And the Hebrew understanding of that word statutes would be best for baseball fans called the high hard one. In other words, these are these are laws or commandments that we don't really understand why we got to do this, but we got to do it. And we don't really understand what's behind that, but we know it's what we got to do. 
And, and so these are things that I really don't understand, but somehow or another, God is asking me to do this. And, and so it's kind of like those high, hard ones, and those are called statutes, okay? So when you look at the verses, the first eight verses on Aleph, you'll see that David takes two swings at this high, hard one, <laughs> okay? You know, first of all, he says, oh, that you would direct my paths, oh, that you would direct my ways, to keep your statutes. In other words, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you got to help me, okay? But come down to the eighth verse, and what does he say? Somehow or another, God pushes him over the finish line on the eighth verse, and he says, I will keep your statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Now, the idea of Aleph, when we, we told you that the show is being brought to you by that, is this idea of learning. And it, when you look at the letter itself, it is a yud going down, a yud going up. Those are little dots, and they are essentially God's finger pointing down and God's finger pointing back up. And in between those two is a vav, which the Hebrews would tell you is the word of God itself. So if you think about it, it's the finger of man trying to reach up to God to learn. It's the finger of God trying to reach down to man to teach. And in between is what? The word of God or Jesus himself. And so what's the connection between the man's heart that is yearning to be filled like we just heard in the Jefferson Moore film or for that young man standing in the water flailing his arm, desiring to touch God, desiring to know God? What's in between is Jesus, okay? And that letter is the Aleph. And, and, and the very first building block that David builds his psalm on, this masterpiece, is it says, blessed, happy, Wonderful are the undefiled in the way, okay? Well, how do you get undefiled in the way? Well, the way, like John Bunyan's going to talk about in Pilgrim's Progress here in a minute, is the narrow gate. It's Jesus himself. So happy are the perfect, that, that's the word perfect, that are in God's way. You're, you're in the narrow gate. You're on the way to the celestial city. You're, you're blessed are those in the way who walk in the law or the Torah of the Lord. So here we have at the very beginning is, is David is standing on the edge of the word of God fixing to show us this big wave that's going to help us all to understand God better. And, and, and as he gained understanding as a man who sought God with his whole heart, there was a big wave that was welling up. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's a huge wave. And, and, and as it was welling up, the building block that it was built on is Jesus, okay? And so if you're listening today and you don't know how to feel that ache, you realize, I know I never really have been fulfilled. So what is this with Jesus? Well, Jesus literally died for you. He did, okay? That's how much he loved you. That's how much he's been seeking after you. And he has given you a way through his word, which we're talking about in this 119th Psalm, but the whole book is set up to teach us more about how Jesus really did take on the wages of sin and death, which we're going to talk about in this episode coming up with Christian Cargai Theater. In other words, Jesus paid for you to be able to begin to fulfill that relationship. And you listening to this show today is the beginning of a wonderful, if, this, if you don't know Jesus and you're just like, man, this sounds like what I need. Yeah, God can fill that need. Take a look at the ocean, and, and you're going to see that, wow, this is so amazing. Or if you're sitting on the rim of the Grand Canyon, 
and you're going to be flailing your arms at the, how awesome is God? How unbelievable would just look up into the stars and go, this is amazing. Well, that God can fill that place in your heart that you have longed for to be accepted, to be loved, to be appreciated for all that he made you to be. He, he, he made you so beautifully, so special. That young man that was flailing his arm, if, if you didn't see God when you saw that young man, you, you, missed, you were missing something. And, and, and so that young man, too, you know, has this opportunity to reach out through the aleph with his finger reaching up and with Jesus in between the finger coming down. Then he, too, can rise on that wave, and on the eighth day, he pushed over the finish line. <laughs> okay, so how wonderful is that wave that we get in the in the 119th Psalm again? All kinds of details on all the words and all the way. Those are all there in a new podcast I'm doing called Hidden Treasures of the 119th Psalm, and I think I may have 13, 14 episodes of it already, but I'm going to continue to do it as, as God keeps me on this particular path I, I'm certainly um, just amazed at what God has taught me so far and be so honored for you to come along with me on that journey again. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com or any place you can get podcasts, you'll find the Hidden Treasures 19 Psalm. And, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Jesus Labor Love as well. Car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And we had some Scott Barton, my volunteer with that, so amazing while I was on vacation he handled so many situations, prayed with so many people, and, and I'm so grateful for all of you who give, all of those of you who prayed. Got some really neat texts from people telling me they were praying for the Jesus labor level. I was on vacation, so I, I, I feel like the luckiest man in the world to be able to sit here and do this. So thank you, and now you get to hear Christian Car Guy Theater. Oh, oh, the Valley of Humiliation is coming up. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. Today's episode, A Plymouth Progress, Episode 17. Now, Jimmy saw in his dream that Plymouth Valiant was now totally arrayed in his full armor with the assistance of the Lord of the Hill and the stainless set damsels. Valiant asked the porter, Good packet, porter. Have you seen any other Plymouth pilgrims pass by? Why, yes, I did see one. Pray, did you know him? I asked him his name, and he told me it was Plymouth Fury Faithful. Oh, I know him. He is my townsman, a close neighbor. He comes from the place where I was born. Uh, how far ahead do you think he is? By this time, I think he should be below the hill. Well, good porter, the Lord be with you, and increase your blessings for all the kindness that you have shown me. Then Valiant began to pull forward, but the stainless sedamsels, prudence the elegance, piety LTD, and charity deluxe wanted to accompany him down to the foot of the hill and they continued driving on together, remembering and repeating their former discourses with joy, till they came down the hill. Huh, 
appears that going down the hill is going to be as difficult and dangerous as it was climbing up the hill. Yes, so it is. For it is a hard matter for Plymouth to go down into the Valley of Humiliation, which is where you are headed. It is difficult to go down the hill without slipping and crashing. Oh yes, and therefore we wish to accompany you down the hill. We can help you. So Valian began to go down very carefully, and yet even with all his caution and assistance, he almost slipped a time or two. Then Jimmy saw in his dream that the Sedamsels drove along with Valiant to the bottom of the hill, and upon arrival, Piety said, Dear, dear Valiant, we want to further provision you with these elements so that you may have communion with the Lord of the hill along the way. A loaf of bread and a bottle of wine. May your communion with him be sweeter than we have enjoyed with you, dear Plymouth. May your destination and ours be the celestial city, and that we may see the Lord together. The Lord strengthen you in this valley of humiliation, most valiant of Plymouths. Oh, for I already long for all of us to be together again. The three sedamsels honked as they drove off. But now, in this valley of humiliation, poor Valiant was hard put to it for he had gone but a little way before he espied a foul fiend driving over the field to meet him. The name of this evil one is Apollyon Intenza Emazine. Then did Valiant begin to be afraid and to cast his mind whether to go back or stand his ground. He spoke to himself. Oh my, I have no armor for my trunk, and therefore to turn the back might give that fiend the greater advantage with ease to pierce me with his darts. Therefore... I will stand my ground, for I believe that even if it does not save my life, it would be the best way to stand. Yes. So Valiant pulled forward, and Apollyon Intenza Emazine met him. Now the Intenza Emazine was a hideous thing to behold. He was clothed with scales like a fish, and they are his pride. He had wings like a dragon, wheels like a stud's bearcat, and out of his undercarriage came fire and smoke. His grill was as the mouth of a lion when he came up to Valiant. Apollyon beheld him with a disdainful look, and then began to question him. Where did you come from, and where are you going? I am come from the City of Destruction, which is the place of all evil, and I am going to the City of Zion. By this I perceive you are one of my subjects, for all that country is mine, and I am the prince and god of it. How is it, then, that you have driven away from your king? Were it not that I hoped you might do me more service, I would strike you now with one blow to the road! I was born indeed in your dominions, but your service was hard, and a sedan cannot live on the wages you pay. For the wages of sin is death. Therefore, when I grew into a greater understanding, I did as other thoughtful sedans have done. I searched to see if there was a way to make myself into the sedan I should be. There is no prince who will so easily lose his subjects. Nor will I lose you. But since you complained about your service and wages, be content to go back. What our country can afford, I can promise to give to you. But I have given myself to another, even to the King of Princess. And how can I, in fairness, go back with you? As the proverb says, changed a bad for worse. But it is very common for those who have professed themselves his servants to give him the slip after a while and return to me. And if you return to me, everything will be well with you. I have given him my faith and sworn my allegiance to him. How can I change my mind now without being hanged as a traitor? You did the same to me, and yet I'm willing to let it pass if you will now turn and come back. Well, 
what I promised you was done in ignorance. And besides, I believe that the prince under whose banner I now stand is able to absolve me and to pardon me for those things I did while in your service. And besides, oh, you destroying Apollyon. To speak truth, I like his service, his wages, his servants, his governments, his company and country better than yours, Apollyon. And therefore, you can stop trying to persuade me otherwise. I am his servant, and I will follow him. Consider again, when your engine is cooled down, what you are likely to meet up with on the way you have chosen. You know that for the most part, his servants come to an ill end because they are transgressors against me in my ways. How many of them have been put to shameful deaths? And besides, you count his service better than mine, and yet he has never come out of the place where he dwells to deliver from my hands any who served him. But as for me, how many times, as the world very well knows, have I delivered from him and his, either by power or fraud, those who have faithfully served me? Likewise, I will deliver you. Tune in soon for another exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh <laughs> Randy. At least Apollyon would be easy to weigh. He comes with his own scales. <laughs> yes, Eddie. That joke sure is heavy. It's <laughs> not so heavy. Okay, watch it. Here, here comes. <laughs> Why did the snail put an S on the hood of his car? <laughs> so people would say, look at that S-car go as he drove by. <laughs> See, Daddy, he's a snail. S-car go. <laughs> but seriously, Daddy, John Bunyan described Apollyon just as, as in the book of Job, God described the dragon Leviathan. Apollyon represents the devil and, and the spiritual forces of evil that oppose God. You know... Isn't it just like Satan to to be constantly reminding us of our own failures to try to try to get us to agree with this lie that that we can't really be saved? That's his lie. You know, this is where Valiant will need to put on that helmet of salvation and grab hold of that shield of faith. Uh <laughs> Randy. You know, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of shields. They're really something I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> oh, here's what Daddy about shields and armor. <laughs> okay. What does the mighty Thor wear beneath his armor? <laughs> Underwear. Classy, <laughs> Daddy. Thunder. Come on, Thor. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. So how fun was that today? You might have noticed a new character that's played by Ben Webb in Apollyon. He did a fantastic job there with Jesse Cordy. As always, as valiant, those actors are amazingly talented, as well as Alan Johnson as Packard Porter and Ann Alt and Vanessa Orr and Lila Davis are all the voices of the said damsels. Randy Radiator is Brian Habick, and yours truly is Danny Dipstick and the narrator. As always, you can find out all about Christian Carguy Theater at christiancarguy.com under the cast and crew page, as well as podcasts of my latest hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm, but also the Jesus Labor of Love, car repair labor for single moms and widows. And thank you for going on a surfing safari today with us. We're so blessed that you would join us on the Christian Carguy.
You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This is The Truth Network.